going? The first day of camp. I don't know about this. What's the matter? This is going to be great. Sunshine, water, and if this place is up to snuff, burritos. All I'm hearing is skin cancer, dysentery, and if you keep eating those burritos, an impacted colon. Worry, Ward. Come on, it's summer camp. I'm sure you've got nothing to worry about. I'm just going to find a nice tree and read my book on the world. I'm about to reach the section on Montequinto. Montecito, hey? Now that's a place that seems like it has nice burritos. Hello? It's not over. You are our last chance. How do we end this? You have to go back to 1978. The first day of camp. Alright, so we're back with uh with part two of this Fear Street trilogy. And I gotta say, like you've heard it in the last episode, these things get progressively better. And I think the same I think we feel all the same way about this one that like this one is, you know, the next step. And I think a lot of that for me is because this feels like a complete whole idea. Mostly because it's instead of like cause the other one and the third one kind of rip off or jumps through multiple like different franchises let's say let's just say that this one is strictly a friday the 13th movie but made for the modern day you know and and for me i like that consistency i really do um that said i do have some problems and the problems that i have here i have the same with the new halloween movie but i'll get to that in a second who wants to tell their thoughts like what do you Who's thinking things? Go ahead, Sam. Go ahead, Ish. Okay. He said he got to finish his popcorn. Right, I'm saying. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, okay. I was pretty okay with this movie, and the only thing that really tainted it was the fact that I had to watch the first movie first. <laughs> um, I mean, that I guess that was the big thing. Like, there was annoyances, uh, but this one felt more like, in the first one, it felt like the characters were taking themselves too seriously. And in this one, it felt like everybody took themselves the the amount of serious that they needed to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because um, it was a little goofy. You know what I mean? It was a little uh, strange, but it wasn't as forcefully moody as the first one. Right. Um, the story in it, the progression, like through finding the caverns and all that other stuff, that was pretty dope. I actually did like that. Um, mm -hmm. the, the opening up of this whole not universe, but I guess this town or these two towns, the lore uh, pretty much. Yeah. The yeah. lore of it. Like I'm a, I am a lore person <laughs> as you know. Um, I, I love like wikis and everything like that for shows. I read like the whole thing before I actually finish the damn show. And this one felt like it was opening up a lot of, uh, the doors that I would be opening if I was, you know, looking up a show that I liked, mm. except for it was a movie that I didn't like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, that again, same thing. Good sound, mm -hmm. good visuals. Kill scenes are pretty cool. Um, I did actually enjoy slightly this movie. Like if the last one was a D minus to a C minus, I just might have started at C. All right, so, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't talk about your grade. Yeah, don't talk about your grade yet. Sammy, what'd you think? And I really like uh, the. Hold on, hold on. Don't make, make sure you don't choke now. 
Get them kernels out. Oh, oh thank you. Out. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Do I have anything in my teeth? Am I good? No, nah, you good. You good. You good. Okay. I mean, you put on a shirt, but you good. You good. It's man. Oh, come on. Two man. whole movies. No shirt. <laughs> Go ahead. Come on, man. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's again. <laughs> hey. Hey, I'm trying to speak. <laughs> All right. The camp scene, man. The camp scene. Um, wow. We've seen this many times, haven't we? Mm-hmm. So obviously, Jason movies out there. Jesus Christ! Uh, so I already wasn't excited when it started. Uh, you know, trope after trope after trope. But like you said, Ish, the the caverns, like that was an interesting take on it. Like, all right, you got, you got you, these characters get to explore a little bit. They're kind of actually doing the dirty work on trying to solve this mystery. You know, oh yeah, that one character. Who wouldn't believe in anything supernatural if it was staring at her in the face? I'm like, girl, just, just, just work with the team. Come on, there's obviously <laughs> something going on. <laughs> Teenagers, why, why, why is everybody fucking and doing drugs? Like it is just regular, regular shit to do, you know? Oh my, uh, this is, this is, this is wild. But it, it is what it is. A little extreme for my liking. I was like, all right, this, they're kind of exaggerating the whole. Hey Sam, Sam, what what uh what 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 the shade at? What the shade at, man? What the shade at? What the shade? On the white folk. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Them them white people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Folk, that's what they do though. But you know, <laughs> you know I what I mean? Like that. I don't like that. Like Jesus, I'm like it's, it's just very stereotypical. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You know? Like, okay. <laughs> I I was hoping for better. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Yo, this little. Um, the creature they discover. I don't know if I want to spoil anything. No, that's uh, a spoiler podcast. No, spoiler, it's fine. Spoiler, yeah, spoiler. it's spoiler. You talking about the yeah. the hamburger helper they find in the middle of the cave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah, that was kind of threw me off a little bit too. I yeah. that you excited know, me. That's when I was like, oh, this jumping. Right, right. Because I was really curious. I was really confused and curious. I was like, wow, this is interesting. I want to know more about this monstrous Jello spoiled peanut butter modis shit, whatever it is. Um, so them discovering that and how uh, it affected our characters was wild to me. So it just kind of got me involved into the mystery. Like, oh, it made me more, uh, yeah, more excited and curious about the story as a whole. Made me much, made me feel a lot better after watching the first one because the first yeah. one, like, like it said, trash. The second one was like, all right, this is at least better than the first one. It's pretty um, good progression. Yeah. From the first storylines too. Like Hell yeah. And I like the killer. I mm-hmm. was like, let's compare killers uh throughout these movies, guys, but like compared to the scream guy in the first one, this ass guy was wasn't having it. He was actually intimidating as fuck. Like the scream guy trip your ass up, kick your head, <laughs> keep keep it moving. Well But this axe wouldn't do him though. He's doing cardio. He's the only one who right. was running. Like, <laughs> well and I wanna I wanna talk to you about that because there there's a I have a, a pretty much a uh a sort of a thought almost a rule about things like that uh and it, it goes and it goes many monster bad one monster good you know like when you yeah. have like what what makes alien scary that one monster in this tight and closed space killing all these people what makes aliens not scary a whole bunch of monsters with a whole bunch of people with guns make it kind of not scary so when you have this like and that's that's one of the things that i think like 
I liked about this movie is that it's one killer. It, it, it follows the Friday the 13th formula. It's one killer in this enclosed camp. I mean, they're kids. They can't drive or anything, so they can't really get away, you know, unless they end up just running and just trip all the fat kids. Like, this, <laughs> it honestly, the self-containedness helped it a lot. Whereas in the other one, you already have the fact of these monsters are all, they're all chasing them. So you kind of, that suspension of disbelief is kind of gone because they should already catch these kids. And then you add to the fact of the, they can't, they won't hurt them really. Um, and then to the fact that they keep regenerating, it's like, well, this is just an impossible situation that you guys have started and they solve it in a kind of lackadaisical way. But here it's not that, you know? Here it's very different. Now again, they kind of do it in the same way, the same last days ago way that they got, and I and I really don't get. I think the ending is probably one of my biggest thing, biggest gripes about this film. But up until <laughs> <Yo>. that, <laughs> wait, who did I, I think? I think I watched this at the same time as Sam. And at the end, whenever she crossed her eyes, it was the funniest scene I've ever seen in my life. Like her death I was scene? like, I was, oh, they almost got me. I was, I was like, oh, this might actually be an okay. And I was like, oh, she just, that's so Raven. And then that's it. I'm done. This is it. I can't do it. <laughs> they had us in the first, in the first half, coach. <laughs> oh, they had us in the first hour and 59 minutes. And then that last, just, I was like, what the fuck is this? And then she ends up back in time and i was like oh yeah there's another movie <laughs> oh we gotta do this again um but no please continue what you were saying sam if i didn't throw you off track too much yeah i was going on about the uh killer <clears throat> definitely jason vibes uh i even like like his little mini origin story of how he got his little hooded mask mm-hmm. like, oh it's mask oh shit and he looked creepy I was like, oh, man, okay, I'm with it. So, that, uh, I was entertained. Um, he was just, like, like I said in the, in the previous review, these these kill shots, they just, the camera just really stays on them. Like, you just watch this man hack this guy's head with an axe, like, repeatedly, and it doesn't, you're just seeing this man turn into, like, watermelon juice. It's like, yo, what the fuck? Okay. Yeah, he's yo. Is that the one? He was dead, and he just kept on. He just yeah. kept going. Yeah, I was like, what are you? Hey, bro, he done. Yeah, bro. he didn't do that to nobody else, but this one person. He was real mad at them. He hated them. That was oh, that was some man. leftover aggression from before the possession. Like that's <laughs> that's how mad he felt. But that, that y'all, y'all speaking, think y'all think it's an exaggeration, but if you see this movie, y'all watch that scene, and you will feel uncomfortable because it's a little too long. You get to two, and you're like, oh, well, he's done. You get to three, and you're like, this might be excessive. And you get to, like, four or five, and it's like, this... Maybe this is the first movie. So, speaking of <laughs> speaking of that, speaking of kills, um, that's, that's kind of one of my big problems with this film, and, and like I said, it's the same problem I had with the new Halloween film, is that if you're copying the, the sort of aesthetics of these older slasher films... There's sort of a principle, a sort of untold principle that if you watch, you kind of realize, and it's kind of spoke to, spoken about uh, in the Save the Cat books. Is something I've been reading lately, uh, especially with the monster in the house genre, and that is that the the people that are in the film uh, that are being chased by the monster have committed a sin, and the monster itself is chasing or, or enacting vengeance or justice upon those who have committed the sin. Uh, and the only ones who are spared 
have either not committed to sin or realized they committed to sin and sort of repented, you know? So like taking in the first Halloween movie, it's the monster is after Lori and kills anyone who tempts Lori into, uh, what's the, what's the word I'm trying to look for? Infidelity or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, premarital sex, let's, let's call it right. And kills all of them, but leave, but she survives in the end because she's the pure maiden. Right. And the same thing could be said for, you know, nightmare on Elm streets and the, the Friday, the 13th, you know, here it just seems like a gore fest for gore fest sake. You know what I mean? And it's, it's better in my opinion when you can, when they, when they're, when the monster can kill you, but doesn't instead of can kill you and goes overboard. Cause then it's just, it's not kill a spectacle. It does. It takes you out of it. Yeah. I go back to that. I go back to that kill again, that, uh, the one that went on for a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It takes you out of it. And also, I have a question. This kind of is related. Why do you think the killer killed this one innocent character? You guys remember this? Yeah. Like hey, who? Who was it again? This this little fat little white kid. That just well, he like, did that to Tommy? to everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a little weird, right? Because he's supposed to just leave him alone. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's weird. They, they I don't know if they explained in the third one or the second one. Oh, actually, you go ahead first. Let me before. Yeah, because because what I thought in that watching that movie alone, hmm. I was like, oh, so only shady siders gets fucked up, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Like, did that translate to the third one? Mm-hmm. I yes. Guess. It did. It did. So the way the way that it works, right? Well, I, you know what? I'll save that for the third one because we'll that's save that for the I, third. I'm pretty sure that's where they unveil everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this one, that little kid, it didn't seem like he needed to die. But if you think about what they were trying to build story wise, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that does kind of peeve me a little bit, but it does kind of make sense because it follows the narrative of the killer killing people. That's what it is. Every couple of years, every generation, a killer. Kills a bunch of people mm-hmm. in in Shady Side, mm-hmm. um, and Sunnyvale gets better. Yeah, they prosper. Yeah. yeah, that's every single time. Even in this, and I, that again, lore. I'm sorry for a bit of a tangent. Lore again. They uh they do delve more into uh, the rivalry between Sunnyside and no, Sunnyville, Sunnyvale, <laughs> and Shady Side. Yeah, yeah. Um. Which I mean, obvious naming, of course. But even in the first one, they kind of get into a little bit of a couple about over a football in a football game. Uh-huh. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and th- and and from that's one of the main points is her moving to Sunny Sunny Vale. Samantha, yeah. I'm gonna keep messing these up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but in this one, you see at the camp, the camp is made of Sunnyvale kids and Shady Side kids. And they hate each other, and the shady side kids are kind of moody and don't want to cheer or participate in these stupid activities. And mm-hmm. they're all like unathletic and not. And then the Sunnyvale people are like <laughs> the people who the CW puts into <laughs> high school high school shows. Well, uh, unless unless one of the shady siders need to be a CW oh. character in order to sleep with one yes. of the Sunnyvale. Yes. That is yes, yes, yes. That's definitely yeah. Then, then, then it's then it's completely then just different. Weird. Then they're just weird. Yeah. Um, which there's quotes over that. People. Mm-hmm. I can't see. There's quotes over that. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You got any more, Sam? Oh, um. What's up? Uh, mm, no, I'm chiming. You guys are good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He's like, <laughs> off. I got. Mm, no, I like this popcorn. I'm gonna keep eating. <laughs> nah. <laughs> 
Nah. <laughs> All screen. I gotta feed my muscles. <laughs> this this is for lefty. <laughs> this is for righty. <laughs> Wait, are those his right. names or your names for them? That's that's his names for him. He <laughs> look, he he got that. He, he ain't trying to go special. He's just like this lefty muscle, this righty muscle. This. Oh my goodness! And, if, but, uh, to go on about this this one movie, um, we had our innocent character, the Virgin. Mm-hmm. You know, who was pretty much against all the supernatural stuff and becomes like, hey, she might be the hero, and she's coming. She's on. She's. She's knowing what's going on, so she's getting hip, and she's actually a badass. Holy shit! And uh, yo, that that ending uh, death scene of those two sisters mm-hmm. was hilarious to me, bro. I know it, it just had to be laughing, dude. but I'm like, yo, how many times you gonna chop her in the chest? And she's like, that was it's, it. Was so long <laughs> for no. I was like, what? It started out as oh, and then it was like oh, and it was like. <laughs> it was like mm. No, oh, yeah, that no, that was one of the problems that I had with, with that that final. Honestly, if this was any other movie, they would have gotten away. They would have been the final girls, obviously. Yeah. Um, but here, because of plot wise, lore wise, they had to. They of course had to stay with. I don't know, man. If they had done it any other way, it probably would have came off better. But Jesus, that was that was kind of ham fisted. <laughs> I think you said it earlier. It was it was like violence for violence sake, or gore for gore sake. Yeah. Like, it didn't seem like it was super necessary. It it, it really, in my after, opinion, after the wasn't. after the third hit, it was like, all right, okay, it's all right. She's dead, dead, go! Like you can you can leave now, stabby man. Um, <laughs> honestly, so I, man, I I I don't I don't know. I honestly feel that this one is better in a lot of ways, but I feel like it's better because it's taking stuff that I like from other slasher films so it's not i don't feel like it's good in its own right mm-hmm. it's still a well-made movie and in this universe a lot of it makes sense um and honestly they're pulling off they're executing hard things that honestly could be hard for a lot of other people so th- it does take technique and skill to do this like i gotta give him you know give him credit where it's due with that said i i'm just gonna give it another b I'm just gonna give it another B. Just throwing a B on the on the board. Just throwing a B on there. B for B for bullshit. Just <laughs> <laughs> because I did like this a lot better. Honestly, I did like a lot of our characters that we follow here. Um, I liked uh, Sadie Sink as Ziggy. Uh, you know, the, another Stranger Things girl. She's mm-hmm. already hip to the whole supernatural stuff. And honestly, I think yeah. she's a lot better here than she is in Stranger Things. Um, I like the old. I really like the old, old girl as uh, her sister Emily Emily Rudd, which I'm wondering now. Seeing that is she in a relationship to Paul Rudd? But I don't know. Um, but Emily Rudd, like I like her. Like honestly, I like her character story arc in here. I, like I feel like she she if this if this was a pure a pure fracture slasher franchise on just based off this movie alone, she would be our Laurie Strode. And I would really like to see her evolution between further, uh, further films. It would be just be another homage to like old school slashers. But I like that. I, I honestly think what the slasher genre was one of my favorite genre next to like found footage films. So I'm like, yeah, I would watch. I would, it'd be a guilty pleasure or something. You know what I mean? So I really like her performance in here and I really like her progression. And yeah, uh, Tommy Slater as the as the killer, as the baghead killer, worked. 
like a lot of the stuff yeah. in here works, but it it, it it works for because it was it's Friday the Thirteenth. Like I can't, I can't, I can't get it out of my mind when I praise this movie that it, it it's good, but it's good because other thing, other good things came before it. You know, uh, that's um, the it just I can't, I can't help it. I can't help it. I mean, uh, my thing is like if if they try to do something a little bit different, mm-hmm. it just it just to me felt like the same old, same old with a little minor differences, which wasn't enough. But but continue. I mean, probably like, but that, but then I think to myself, and it's kind of like what Ish said. Like a lot of this is lore, a lot of this is connected. So could they have strayed? Because I think they wrote themselves in a box when they wrote this wrote the first movie. Like almost like it had to, it had to come out this way. You know what I mean? Once, once you teased my man in the flag jacket, that is definitely like a, a sort of like putting him in a, in a, a Paul Bunyan outfit, you know, making him our Jason, you almost foretold that you were going to make a Friday the 13th film. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And yeah, you could, you could have throughout something different, but then, and, 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 but they did, but they did. It's just not different enough. Like Sam said, it's not different enough. Like with the stuff with the, like you said, with the cave and the lore tying back to, uh, to the first film. And there are things in here that I think about differently in the third, when you get to the third film, which we'll get to, uh, in the next episode. So I, I that's why it's, it stays in a B in my mind because it honestly, these movies, you literally have to watch them together. Netflix knew what they were doing. You literally have to watch them together. If you are strong enough to, or, you know, not have your friend force you to watch these films, then you, you <laughs> could, you probably would have stopped at the first one. But if you didn't and you watched the whole thing, you'd probably get a good experience. It's almost like getting a whole film or a whole series out of it. Hey, I'm going to stop. I give it a B. There you go. Sam, you want to go next? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, like I said earlier, I enjoyed this movie. Uh, better than the first one. Uh, the killer was doing it for me. He was cool. One note, obviously, I'd seen it before. But like I said in a previous review, try to take myself out of it. Maybe this is for a new generation of kids that haven't seen these old movies, and they kind of uh, the writers and directors, you know. And this is an old property anyway. They just, you know, just make it trophy, and just you know take all the good stuff from these uh, classic horror movies. So I think it, they did it well. Like like I said in the first one, the the killing is great. Cinematography is great. Sound editing is great. Uh, that ending is hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and it progressed the mystery for me. Uh, introduced Gillian Jacobs, that's her name? Mm-hmm. And it made me wonder, like, what the, what the hell's up with this chick? And uh, I think I was watching with Ish. I didn't, like, know who was uh, C. Berman's character. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, that's Ziggy. It's like, no, that's Ziggy. You're like, nah, that's Ziggy. She's C. Berman. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was mad confusing. No, that was confusing yeah. to me when yeah. they said uh, Ziggy. I was like, wait a minute. I thought she was supposed to be Jillian Jacob. Then when they had introduced Cindy, and I was like, oh, that's Jillian Jacob. No, that's... No, oh, she's Seabird. All right, writers, oh. we need to talk. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right. So that kept me at least alert, like trying to figure out who, who the fuck was who. <laughs> but yeah, it, it did its job. Definitely. Definitely for the kiddos. 
We haven't seen a lot of horror movies. And uh, yeah, I'll give it a. I guess I have to give it a B. It's better than a B minus. It's not for me. It's for the kiddos. And, and I'm, I'm just judging, like, I can judge it in a totally, totally different way. Like, oh, fuck this movie, obviously. From my perspective. But from, like, a general audience view. It, it's just dead. Queen. It's literally blue screen crashed. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, as soon as his face hit, doom, doom. Yeah, honestly, to be completely real with you, I should have gave the, the first movie a lower rating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually hated that movie at least for the first half of it. Uh, first three quarters. Yeah, it's okay. It was really, right. yeah, it was, it was, it was really unbearable. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give this a a B at the scale of for the audiences written for and made for. All right, Ishmael. Uh, that's very that's very mature of you. Uh, I'm giving this movie a C, kinda. Okay. Uh, I think I gave the last one a C minus. I'm gonna change that to a D plus. I thought you gave the last one a D minus. I give it a D minus. I think so. Yeah. It stays as a D minus. This one's a C <laughs> minus. Maybe a D plus. Um, no, C minus. It was passable. It was alright. Um, I was with it. Uh, I think that the thing that really made this movie so much better, mm-hmm. um, which also kind of makes it suck, is that the first one came out. Oh jeez. No, I'm serious. Building on the first one's story was great. Because mm. um, then I was like, where is this, where is this shit show up? And I was like, you know what? This is actually kind of interesting. Um, the the cavern being connected, them finding the cavern and tying in these places and locations from the 80s into the 90s. Uh, I was like, wow, this is pretty cool, actually. They put, they put a good amount of thought into it, way more than I thought they did when I saw the first movie. Mm-hmm. That being said, I shouldn't have to watch the first two hours of this series in order to see this movie. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because again, it was a good concept, and I think that they even strengthened it more for the next movie. Um, that, that, again, this is like one of the points where this is one of the up, uptick kind of points for mm-hmm. the series as you go along. Um, but it wasn't that great. Okay. Bunch of annoying people. Killer was cool, cool visuals, yeah. good sound. Um, the death scenes were pretty cool. The uh, the storyline made more sense than the '94 one, for sure. Uh, and I liked how they tied in the '94 one, even though I didn't like the movie. Because mm-hmm. again, I still have to see these characters. I want it to make sense when I see them again. Um, and it does for that second movie. Uh, the ending was funny. I think that they should have honestly ran with this more as a dark comedy instead of trying to make a fake horror movie because it's not really a horror movie. if this is scary Bro, to me, you really need help uh dark comedy would have been perfect yeah because that would that first one would have been funny if it was supposed to be funny i was laughing i know you yeah it was so, it was, yeah so I, was, before, I was laughing it was this is bad but that was like it was still funny like they could have made this into scary movie-ish kind of you know what i mean something well maybe not maybe not yeah, as, don't, uh, that. don't do a scary movie yeah. but yeah, yeah maybe, i get, I'll get maybe, you I'll get what maybe saying. not that much but they could have done a dark comedy with this and I would have been 100% okay with it because it would have made more sense than the halfway scary we're in this world of whatever the hell uh, Sunnyvale and I was going to say shitty side. Um, they would say shitty side. So, I mean, they probably would. Yeah. Sunnyvale people probably would. Uh, 
But but here's my question question for y'all because uh, and this is just a before people you know we about to get into we about to get into what y'all thought. But before mm-hmm. we do, I just have this last question. Uh, speaking of scary, you know, as you said, this movie don't scare you, but if it scares you, what the hell's wrong with you? Oh, I would like to say that actually, this movie was scarier than the first one. Okay, hmm. well, what for sure? What? This one, I again, I wasn't scared of it, but. Mm-hmm. Watching it and watching, I guess, like the formula of how somebody would be scared. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Seeing it and seeing like, oh, that's actually a great surprise. That would, that's great. I liked the, this one better. I like the way they framed up the scary moments in this one better. Because in the other mm-hmm. one, it didn't. I wasn't feeling it. It's like somebody just being like, boo, versus somebody taking the time to know that whenever you exit the building, if they hide behind that tree and go boo, you're going to scream like, a little child mm-hmm. you know what i mean like one of them is just like you definitely saw them duck behind a corner and the other one was like all right they, they do so then well my question for you guys is that what what is the last movie that actually scared you last horror movie that actually scared you Ooh. you know for me oh. i can go ahead and say like the last modern movie that scared me like truly had me kind of like afraid um the babadook actually scared oh. me yeah, mostly, yeah. mostly because the Babadook itself, I don't know if it was the way it moved or whatever, but I would actually see the when I'm laying down, I see the Babadook, I see this long finger crawl about the corner. I was like, oh, oh, oh hell no. Trey, that lore was so strong and, mm-hmm. and uh, unique and effective because I, I agree. I, that That's one of the movies that scared me um, in recent years as well. I gotta watch that movie. Uh, the Babadook, <laughs> uh, The Witch, The Witch, whatever. Creep me out. Okay. Um, even that um, hereditary a little bit. Yeah, was hereditary was. Oh God, no. Yeah. Oh no. Let me change my answer. It, well, it, I, I wouldn't say scary, but it was like that. That the scene that we all know, people. If you seen Hereditary, you know the scene that killed me. Like that <laughs> physically killed me. Honestly, if, if you ever seen yep. Hereditary. Ish. If you ever seen Hereditary, watch that movie because that I'll that movie sense. might not be scary. It is. It, it is well made. It is an excellent film. It is and, mad disturbing. And and there's one movie that I've watched in the past maybe five to eight years that's always sticks with me. Whenever someone brings up horror movies, I always think of this one movie that Trey recommended. It is called Dread, and it makes me. You had to, yeah. It, it makes me uh that's that should pretty much scar me is you know, like not in a crazy way but i'm like yo this movie something about this one well now i'm trying to think of who recommended that to me because i know that one a trey original i need to think of who, who i need to get credit where, they, where it came from because no i i know that movie yeah that movie is disturbing and unnerving yeah like it just ima- like just imagining if this is what people people can do to each other, but not in the way that like Saw and Hostel do it with like the over overdone violence. It's just oh really like that psychological messed up. It's so psychological, yeah. And it's like is it, is it with the EAD? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just love how he doesn't have to, you know, settle for violence and slashing and mm-hmm. blood and gore. You know, it's really. It just leaves you disturbed and feeling weird and ill afterwards. You're just like, uh, I gotta take a shower after this. Like watching a really disturbing episode of Unsolved Mysteries, <laughs> almost. You know, is you got you got a you got one to my little tangent question. I think that the last movie that made me scared was maybe The Conjuring. 
Really? I don't like puppets. I didn't like puppets at the time. Okay. Um, and like that little pup was freaky. I don't like puppets walking around and shit. That's not cool. Uh, no, I'm saying when I when I was a kid, that uh, goosebumps would slap me. I was about to say, uh, yo, he, me up. he was like, okay, yo, yo fear, fear Street, whatever. But uh, slap it. He did get me. He did get me. Uh, that was that was not cool. I think when I was a kid, kid, I saw Chucky too when I was not supposed to. Mm. So puppets, puppets, and me, we aren't. We weren't cool for a very See, long time. See, Chucky got the same problem with me, though, that uh, Freddy do. It's funny now. Yeah, Chucky just too yeah. hilarious. Like, it's even from the now. beginning, yeah. like, the dude's voice is just hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, Paranormal Activity. I don't know which one came out later, but Paranormal Activity Ooh. did get me. Um, The first one, for sure. That was a good uh, one. Just because I had never seen anything. like I hadn't seen Blair Witch Project or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think that might have been either the second or third found footage, found footage film I've seen. Um... That and was the, the one that made found like, footage popular again. Like that one actually yeah. made found footage be affordable and profitable. Yeah. Like that's yeah. I guess Get Out was kind of scary too. Like for black people, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. It kind it kind of yeah. gave that situation to where you're the only one at a Hall of Notes concert, and it's like, ah, no, this is. I've I'm never I'm not, I'm not going to Hall of Notes. Well, see, that's because you are smart. Very much. Okay, <laughs> Some well. of us have diverse tastes. All right, so you know what we thought? Let's hear what the people thought. Seeing how this is Netflix, once again, we do not have a box office and budget that they will tell us. Uh, so we're going to look at the tomato meter once again with a tomato meter of 89% and an audience score of 82%. Yeah, makes sense. This is I, I was surprising. Surprising to if, me, man. If you, the, first, the first movie, right? Mm-hmm. Is, I think it's garbage, garbage, right? But the second movie is not really garbage. Yeah. It's all right. And the strength of that movie's story is from like the foundation in the first one. Mm-hmm. The, found, the first one is almost like a throwaway, like a, I'm trying to think, um, like a sacrifice bunt or something. Like it's, it's just there to, to move along, move the story along. It feels like the second one felt strong. If, if you would have had this as a movie by itself, I think it would have done well in theaters, legitimately. Okay. Um, besides the last killing scene and probably the that's a raven scene um but <laughs> everything else though it was because it was i was pretty much into it i'm not gonna lie i was pretty much into it um i was the only reason i was making fun of it was because of the fact that i saw the first freaking movie okay mm. not my fault um but no i i honestly i can get a lot of what you uh what you're saying here um I just I think I find it I, I think I can find it believable because of us looking at the scores for the last film it does make sense that they would carry on over the this one I think and I think the audience actually agrees like it that because their score rose between these two films you know what I'm saying a lot by so, a lot by a lot by a lot yeah. so I think that's tantamount to like you said like the strength of this story the strength of this lore and the fact that this movie is a solid movie but once again it's a solid movie because it's pretty much taking the skeleton of every other slasher film. <laughs> Listen, Arl Stein has made a living off of writing pretty good like children's and teen books uh, that if you're in that age group, you love. Yeah. And in this story, like Sam said earlier in this story, this is all, again, for young adults, teenagers. Um, and he does a good job of bringing that. Once I learned Arl Stein was behind this whole thing, mm-hmm. I was like, now it kind of makes more sense uh how not just not scary but i guess kind of it did feel like a super long episode of goosebumps you know what i mean i think this would have worked way better as a series 
Like That's what I say about a lot of films you nowadays. You should definitely make this a series because a lot of these twists and turns were not made for just the rushed. I'm surprised they don't do game. something like this with uh with Fear Street, you know, like mm-hmm. like they do with American Horror Story and now American Horror Stories yeah. that they have now. That um, could have been yeah. And yeah, I definitely yeah. will say that this does read a lot like R.L. Stein. Like I think mm-hmm. that's one of the one of the positives I can say about these movies that they do feel truer. They feel truer to R.L. Stein than the actual Goosebumps adaptation movies that came out. Yeah. The two other mm-hmm. Goosebumps movies, like this, actually feels better to his like the source. Those material. were actual kids kids movies though. That, that, yes, and they were, were actually bad. Like <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> they were yeah. they were pretty bad. But yeah. uh, but all right, people, that's what you hear. That's what the people thought. That's what we thought. So. Again, tell us your thoughts down in the comments below. Let your voice be heard. We are out. Peace. Bad things always happen to shady siders. You feel it, don't you? There's something holding us down. Who's seen us? Run. One way or another, you're going to die tonight. Thank you for listening to another Movie Club podcast. Production 1200's premiere podcast. If you have suggestions for movies you want us to see, leave them in the comments below. Check out the short films we have on the page and look forward to what we're making next. If you want more from us or other ways to reach us, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all Production 1200. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please give us a five-star rate and review. Trust me, it's what your grandma would have wanted. And if you listen to us on other podcast platforms, do the same if you're able to do those things. It's Trady Price signing off. Hear you next time.